Hello, and welcome to episode 176 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And this week, we're just going to kind of talk about prices and things to buy. Um, again, we always come back to, like, I don't understand how prices work anymore. <laughs> yeah. We're so, looking at you, Ledger Shredder. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, we are, we are looking at you. So... With all that, if you want to get at us with some show ideas, since Wizards has decided that there will be no new standard sets forever, uh, or at least for <laughs> uh, until the fall, uh, you can get at us on social media. You'll find all of the links in the description below. Yeah, we had some uh, some good ideas from last week. People got at us with uh, what they want to hear about, but we want them to keep coming. Let us know what you want to hear about, and we'll do our best to make it happen. As long as they're, you know, something we can do a show about. Um, like Brian said, links for social media are in the description. All the best ways to get a hold of us. Um, this week, we're going to be concentrating on prices from TCG Player. So this would be a good episode to check out our YouTube since we're going to have the uh, the website up behind us so you can kind of follow along. Uh, Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube if you guys haven't check the show out that way. Like I said, this would be a good one to follow along with. Um, and also use our TCG player affiliate links. See how we did that? We wrapped them both in there. Uh, TCG.CasualTryHardMTG.com. Follow that link to TCG player. Anything you purchase will help support the show and we really appreciate it. Uh, if you guys want to support us a little bit more directly, uh, like very directly, the directest way you can, uh, you can do so at Patreon.com slash CasualTryHardMTG ship a couple bucks in you get access to our pre-show which this week went pretty long so it's a whole bunch more of us if you like that um you also get access to our show notes and you get put on my mailing list when i send stuff out to you guys so casual try here at mtg on patreon chip a couple bucks in support the show show us you appreciate us yeah um and then the only other thing i have is our tournament coming up uh june 11th 8 p.m east coast time uh, it's going to be Explorer Popper. First two were a lot of fun for yeah. everybody, I think. So head on over to MTG Melee, uh, search for Casual Triad MTG, or search for Popper. I think they'll come up both ways and uh, sign up. Yeah. So um, I ran out at the very start of right after uh, the set came out in that like, first week when prices are usually kind of the best they're going to get. Mm-hmm. And I bought my cards for a new Capetta. And That's usually what I do. And for whatever reason, I didn't this time. Yeah, so you are a little bit behind where you normally would be. Yeah, like and five weeks. Five weeks. <laughs> it is wild. Like just an aside, like the set simultaneously feels like it's been out forever. Yeah. And not at all. Just yeah. kind of like we've already gone through another spoiler season. Right. So, like, in my head, like, it's like, oh, spoilers, I should move on. But, like, the spoilers are for a Commander product that isn't coming to Arena that, like, I'm probably not going to interact with other than buying, like, six cube cards. <laughs> so, yeah. like, it's just, it feels like the set is, like, done. Mm-hmm. But it's still super new. Yeah. Nope, so I agree. So we were going to, in the pre-show, we talked about just, like, the the wackiness of the prices. 
Mm-hmm. And we, this is something we've talked about a lot is like trying to calibrate ourselves for like the new world, right? We have in our heads, you know, if you're, if you're like me, like, you know, my dad, every price in his head is set in like 1965 or 1975, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. like, it's like, oh, like that's like $3. Like, dude, it was like, it's $10. It was $3 yeah. like in 1980. Like, what are you, what are you yeah. talking about? Right. And so I think to some degree we have like the, oh, hey, magic cards that get played this much or this price. But then we had to throw in collector boosters, right? And that kind of boosters and you know all the other ways you can get cards now. All the different versions, and so like, I think we did an okay job of kind of recalibrating ourselves. And like, I kind of thought we did, yeah. And I kind of used Throne as like Mm -hmm. my new calibration point, right? Right, because Throne had the collector boost, collector boosters. Mm -hmm. It had the storybook frames. It had the full art cards. Yep. Right. So the extended extended yeah, art or whatever. The extended art or whatever they're called. So it's like okay, like that is what didn't have set boosters though. Didn't have set boosters. Fair. Uh, what was the first one with set boosters? Uh, Zendikar Rising. Was it Zendikar Rising? I don't remember. I think uh, it was Zendikar Rising. It is. It is hard to keep track. So Zendikar Rising. Okay, they. Did. I'm looking on uh, uh, the uh, oh gosh uh, what's it called oh no Ikoria did Ikoria okay. did so like set boosters were were they just right after Throne Ikorium or Ikoria started or no uh, did Ikoria have set boosters maybe Ikoria didn't have set boosters i'm trying to um maybe theros didn't have maybe it was zendikar i don't know i don't remember yeah it's hard man yeah it's hard uh i'm trying to find uh find a way to like get get that answer uh and the the way to get that answer involves a lot of scrolling (laughs) sorry oh that's fine it's fine no big deal there's probably a better way to do it than what I'm doing, but it's the first thing that came to my mind. And the thing I looked for was not not good. Anyway, uh, but we had like kind of like calibrated ourselves that for the most part, the having the the additional versions in the additional uh, card stock, basically, right? You're just mm-hmm. more more cards, right? There were more Bone Crusher Giants uh, in uh, Throne of Eldraine than there were in other sets or right. for a comparable rare because, like, you got them in uh, draft collector packs. boosters. You got them in collector yeah. boosters, right? Yep. And so it was like, oh, that's going to make the regular prey, the regular version of Bone Crusher Giant cheaper because yep. there's a more desirable. Or rarer version of this of the same card. Mm-hmm. Cool, makes sense. Yep. And it that, was Zendikar Rising with Zendikar, boosters. Okay, and yep. that kind of made sense. And it was like, oh, that's going to keep prices low. Mm-hmm. Well, then this set happened. Right, this set's wild. It is. So first, um, the discord around the draft. 
environment mm-hmm. is tis uh, the hottest of garbage. <laughs> and uh, like I haven't done. If you guys want to check the YouTube ch- page, you can relive some early drafts. But I've not done a draft in like two or three weeks. Yeah. Right. Like I, doing, I got. I think I burnt out on this set really quick. Yeah. Like have no desire to go back and do more drafts. So like you've kind of lost that aspect of it, but um, there's still all these ways to get cards and then they just don't make sense price wise. Yeah. So the card in particular that we're talking about is ledger shredder. Yeah. Let's see. We'll go high to low. And we're probably going to have to scroll for a little bit to get through all the fancy cards. But not that far. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Well, that's the extended art. But yeah, yeah okay. $30. For the extended art. How much is the yeah. regular version? Uh, let's see. Uh, there you go. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. So yeah. we in the pre-show were talking about this, trying to think of like a parallel for this card. Mm-hmm. To have a, like, in the, like, collector booster, set booster era, I don't think there is one, right? And kind of, like, our our criteria was, right, what is a rare that got played in multiple formats? Mm -hmm. And the rare I could come up with that got played in all the formats that's, like, a collector booster era card and set booster, apparently... With Skyclave Apparition. Now, yep. it it's weird because you pointed out it randomly. They just started putting it in, like, pre-context. Well, I think they got scared for a couple reasons. Um, first of all, because they're trying to make white better in other formats. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Skyclave Apparition was purposely pushed because of that. Yeah. And it worked. Like, people were playing it in every format. So because it was something that they were trying to like help white out with, I think they wanted to make sure that the price wasn't prohibitive. So they, I I think it was two different reprints. It got, it got put in. I'm pretty sure it was both of the um, challenger decks. It got put into the standard challenger decks and the pioneer challenger decks. I'm pretty sure. I think something like that, but it's just, um, Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's hard to tell since they have the same set symbol, yeah, uh, like where they're printed, but yeah, it got printed a lot, but it kind of like topped out at like eight dollars, yeah, maybe ten, right? And but like even when it was at ten, though, it wasn't at ten for long, no, no, and then uh, Ledger Shredder is kind of like the only standard rare. I could think of that kind of got this expensive was three mana to fairy to fairy time raveler. Yeah. Right. But that, that was like pre booster fun though. Yeah. That was pre booster fun. So like that does, that's not even like a reasonable comparison. Yeah. Right. Like this card has no like comp Mm -hmm. for what its price is for its play. Yep. Now, the, the difference between it and, like, Skyclave is um, it's blue. Yeah. Right? And 
uh, it always p- pitches to force of will or force of negation, right? Which makes it infinitely better than Skyclave Apparition. Yep. Right. So like everyone loves playing blue red. Well, almost everyone. Right. <laughs> People in general like playing blue red, and so Ledger Shredder is the like, you know, the flavor of the month new card in blue red. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of pe- that's like driving part of its price, but there's no reason with like how common, um, like rares are. Yeah. Like there's no reason for this card to be $20. No, it's crazy. It like, um, how much was, remember Veraska's contempt from like mm-hmm. a garbage set that no one liked. Yep. Like, and it was the best removal spell in standard when like, people cared about standard play like it was 15 or something right and that was like like wow this is a lot but i guess it kind of makes sense because it's the only the best black room it's the only black removal spell that's playable yeah and it was also from an under open set yeah so like the set went out of print early like nobody really liked it so by the time it was found that like black green was a, a good deck to be playing in the format like there wasn't any more copies to be had. Yeah. So I don't think that's the case here. Like for the most part, uh, other than like you said, the draft environment not being great. Like people kind of like this set, at least from what I can tell. Yeah. Like, like they people like are the opening flavor. it. Like yeah. there are like going, we, we were looking at uh, prices before, like the cards that you would kind of think would be expensive from mm-hmm. the set. Um, just aren't. Right? right, like the lands, like all the lands, the regular version of the lands are under ten dollars. Yeah. Right. So, like, and you had looked up the EV. What is the EV on a box of this? Uh, was it seventy-two dollars? I think something like that. Yeah, I don't have it pulled up right like, now. Like that's like wild. Holy moly! Ob is thirteen dollars. Ugh. Man, I, I I took a bath on that. Yeah. Well, I noticed like right right underneath. Um, let me go back to it. Right yeah. underneath Ledger Shredder, the borderless version was like twenty bucks. Yeah, I took a bath on Ob. Then I got him at like twenty seven and thought like I was doing something. Dear gosh, it's like buy. It's like when I bought Shibu Inu coin at the top. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, so the uh, the showcase version is twenty two, and the regular and the borderless ver- version is twenty. Yeah, like I understand that like TCG uh, that Goldfish uses uh, Card Kingdom prices, but like, yeah, like that's way high compared to TCG. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> kind of like Pinstripe Suit Ob. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe waiting was good for you, other than uh, Ledger Shredder. But like, that wasn't a card you were gonna like buy anyway. See, well, that's the thing though, is because like, no, that's that's typically not the card I'm gonna play, or yeah. not the type of deck I'm going to play. However, had I made my order at the beginning of like the set or whatever, I probably would have picked up a playset for the eight dollars that they were yeah. at release weekend in which yeah, like, case i would have done pretty good yeah um so because like when i go through at the start of every set 
I go through like the entire set list mm-hmm. and anything that I think, you know, has a shot at me playing someday. Like this could, like we mentioned that it sees play in a lot of like the blue red decks, spells decks or whatever. Um, but this could equally see play in um, like a blue black deck or, I mean, you know, it, it like a Sultai deck or in, something. In Esper Greasefang, right? If you were yeah. like, you know what, you let, you've been playing Marty Greasefang. If you're like, you know what, I think that I want to play blue for more selection. You would have mm-hmm. Fletcher Sh- L- 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 Shredder in your deck. Get, the card I can't say. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like it's also just a fine card to play in like a Sultai deck. Yeah, it is. Where like, you know, the graveyard matters or something and you like need mm-hmm. a way to get cards in there. Yep. So, uh, but it is just like, I don't see how the card holds this value Especially when I am pretty sure that we're going to be told that New Capenna is one of the top five <laughs> best-selling sets of all time. Because it's mean, not going to beat Kamigawa. Right? right? I don't think it's yeah. going to beat Kamigawa. But I think people are going to be like, oh. They're going to be like, oh, look at that. Like, we sold so many of these. And we're going to be like, uh, but how then are these cards so, so much? Like, how is okay, this card so, so much? So here's something that I just thought of, though. Okay. Um, like, we had one of our listeners ask us specifically about Ledger, Ledger Shredder. See, now you got me doing it. Yeah, it's hard. Um, like, back early in this set's lifespan. And I mentioned that basically the same point that we've been talking about all show so far, that there's no way an in-print standard rare can maintain... And at that point, $13 price tag. Well, here we are. It's still at $20 a week or two later. But the point that just occurred to me is, like you said at the very top of the show, we've got a new set coming out already. Uh, Commander, Legends, Baldur's Gate, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and like kind of piggybacking on what we talked about last week about how standard doesn't super matter anymore. Um, if we've already got something new and shiny in the pipeline that's coming out next week and got people's attention and had people hyped during uh, like spoiler season, um, like the focus is already off of Streets of New Capenna a month it after is. release. It is. I mean, and on top of that, we're gonna have another master set, right? So there is on one hand, like, so the streets draft environment's not great, yeah. and then we're getting a new primarily draft set mm-hmm. right immediately after so like you know if your fm is in does drafts maybe your next two drafts are um a boulders gate yeah. right and then maybe you go back to streets of new capenna because you need like a palette cleanser and then um in you know another month there's gonna be another draftable set now granted it's gonna be like a double masters product that is a million dollars a draft and so people are probably gonna be running out to like draft that but on one hand one of the points i brought up was this is a set we have for like the next five months like this is gonna be a set that's like sits in standard for the longest any single set has sat in standard by itself as the newest product, yeah. As the newest product. In since we've been playing in the last ten years. 
Maybe in the last right, 25 years. Like if the focus isn't standard, though, does it matter if it's this is sitting true. as the newest set in standard? This is if true. No, it's like if, if a bear farts in the woods, does anyone hear it? Like, you don't know. Yeah. So I feel bad that we were like, there's no way it's going to be more than 13 bucks. Like, it's got to come down. But yeah. like all previous history said this card comes down. Right. And there's also part of it where on one hand, there's a lot of people are trying it and being like, oh, it's pretty good. Like, oh, I can play it. I don't know, like, if in a month, if the legacy players are just like, yeah, I'm not going to play Ledger Shredder anymore. I'm off it. Right. But do you think this price is coming from legacy, though? I think it's coming. I mean, it's it's sure not helping it. I think it's coming from everything. So, yeah. like, you have this, um, you have this thing where, like, you've got the legacy players, the modern players, the pioneer players. I don't think it's seeing standard play, right? Yeah. Like, they're the ones driving the price. Mm-hmm. So, part of it is, right, like, if you've got a $1,000 Volcanic Island, what's the $20 Ledger Shredder? Right. Right? You're like, whatever. Like, I, I want card. I buy card. Right. I think there's also, like, Maybe like some weird price memory from Magic Online, because you know how much this card is on Magic Online. No, it's probably eighty bucks. It's fifty five. Fifty five, yeah. So like, how many people are like, "Oh man, twenty dollars is a steal." Yeah. Also, I don't know how many people have played this card in paper. This just seems to be like the king of missed triggers, because like. It triggers on your opponent's second spell. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many times I've cast my second spell and my opponent has like connived on arena? I've been like, oh crap. <laughs> it triggers on my second spell too. Ah. Yeah. Right? Like I can't imagine in paper your opponent's just like doop to doop, and then you're just like, oops. I guess <laughs> I was supposed to get a loot there. My bad. Um so yeah, like, but like with the, with the EV of the set, like the EV of the set, you said what seventy dollars? Let's say I 72. think it was seventy two dollars. Yeah, right? like that's basically four cards, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's Ledger Shredder at twenty six, yeah. uh, or whatever, Ob at fifteen, Luxor at twelve or whatever. You have bootlegger stash up there at 17. Yeah. Right? And then, like, that's that's it other than, like, the fancy yeah. versions. Falls off pretty quick after that. Right, you've got the um, fancy versions, and then it's just like, oh, nothing. Yeah, I'm just trying to see here. Yeah. And this is also much made much harder with the, like... So, Luxor here is $8. Yeah. But as low as, but it's showing like $9. Nine. Right. So like you don't, like you either open a card that is worth $25 or like nothing. Showcase Elspeth is five bucks. Right. So there's, you know, there is like, why are you opening packs of New Capenna? Yeah. Right. Just for Ledger Shredder, which can slow opening, right? Like if you, if there's only like one chase card. Yeah. Right. So, like, if you 
Unlicensed Hers is four bucks. Yeah, if and you, that's seeing play in multiple formats. Mm-hmm, seeing play in Legacy. Yep. But if you're playing, so with the ED being so bad, there's no reason to open boxes, right? Not unless you're playing limited, and if the limited environment isn't great, then I think the limited environment suffers from the the arena problem. Yeah, I think if this limited environment happened. Know, five years ago, like pre-arena, mm-hmm. you wouldn't draft it enough to hate it. Yeah, maybe. But now it gets drafted so much, the flaws come out. Like Rafine yeah. is a mythic that like is the glue that holds together one of the best standard decks. Yep, four bucks. Four bucks, like to be no sense. Yep. So. Yeah. Elspeth is four dollars and maybe maybe you're right maybe the fact that we are in like the perpetual hype bubble yeah right or the perpetual hype machine like no set gets a long enough run for people to like really purchase cards right because now you've right you do two fnms with uh with this set and then they're like hey new sets coming out yeah. Right, and then maybe you're like, well, I need to save my money to draft that set a couple times. Yeah, especially when it's an expensive set to draft. Is Commander's Baldur Gate going to be, like, extra expensive? Yeah. Yes. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, it's not. I don't think it's quite Master's Level expensive, but it's the first set to, like, experience the Wizard's price hike. Uh, and yeah. also they've reduced the number of packs per box. Oh, they have? Yeah. Um, is it like 20? Are they doing the 24 thing? So it's like for a, the, for a draft? Yeah, the draft boxes are 24 and the set boxes are 18. Hmm. Yeah. That seems... And I think like Commander Legends, um, I don't believe was... Well, we didn't have set boxes for Commander Legends, I don't think. Um, But it was priced um, like a Horizon set, I think. If I remember correctly. So Commander Legends, uh, Collector Booster, uh, the box is two fifty. Bottom of the Unlicks. And then the a draft box is a hundred. Oh, okay. So it's the same price as it. But I don't know how many I, I don't know how many packs are in it. But it's only twenty four packs. Yeah, it's twenty four packs. As opposed to thirty six for a hundred or a hundred. Yeah, but I thought the price of a box was going up though. It it is, but like if they're like one twenty now for thirty six yeah. packs, that's still. Well, I, think like, it, I think it was supposed to be an eleven percent increase. Yeah, but that is um, a lot, and like Giada yeah. or whatever yeah. how how you say her name Giada Giada, right? Like gets played in Pioneer slash like Explorer. Mm-hmm. It's, super, it's super snowball and was like clearly printed to be the angel commander. Commander, yeah. Two dollars. Yep, two bucks. So like, I understand that Ledger Shredder is good, but it just uh, like it's it's becoming harder and harder to like predict prices now. Yeah. Especially if you figure figure in like we don't spend any time on any one set now. Yeah, not at all with the pace of releases. 
Void rend. That's he's a bunch of play, right? Uh huh. Or a reasonable amount. Yeah, dollar. Yeah, like for the showcase version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for the showcase version. So like, I guess I was, it's a buck for the regular version too. Yeah, I was scrolling back through like some of the like uh, previous sets, but mm-hmm. like Wandering Emperor. Here you go, Wandering Emperor. Multi-format mm-hmm. all-star. Yep. Mythic. Yep. 30 bucks. <laughs> played in Legacy, played in Modern, played in Pioneer, played in Standard. 30 yeah. bucks. Doesn't guess, Ledger Shredder doesn't make any sense. I mean, Besagey's 26, which is weird, but maybe that's just like the way things are now. I don't know. But like it just seems wild that you could like hold that price. Well, like I wonder how much of this is psychological though. What um, do you mean? Well, just like the social media problem where it's the talk of the town, it's the talk of, or it's the sweet tech in every deck. It gets talked about more than every other card in the set. So like are people just picking it up and like not even planning on playing the deck, they're just picking it up because it's the hot card right now. I mean, maybe they can use it as trade bait. That, that's why I have one. Yeah. Right. I mean, there is probably definitely some of it's driven by FOMO. Yeah. Where like, oh man, if this isn't the next big thing, I don't want to be like, I don't want to miss it. Right. Uh, so you're spending. Yeah. Twenty three dollars hey. on an imprint rare. Or you're spending $62 on a Meat Hook Massacre. Yeah. Um, That's basically only command. Well, I guess it's like the Rakdos Midrange Sweeper. Yeah, in like... I don't think they play sweeper that Sweeper in Pioneer. They could. Yeah. So, yeah, we kind of feel like things have gotten broken. And we don't know why. Right? Like, yeah, it's strange. So if you look at Baseju... And you look at Ledger Shredder, like what are like two in-print standard rares doing being twenty to twenty-five dollars? And it's they're get they're played in multiple formats, mm. and they're, but like there should be enough of them that there's that this isn't a problem, especially with this is the best-selling set of all time. I still think <laughs> that. When they say best-selling set of all time, they're counting Arena. They have to. Maybe. Well, right. I think last time they said that, though, they like specifically they commented on Arena separately, okay. like in the same statement. So I don't know if that's true or not. Just, but more just along the lines of like it doesn't make any sense that you know AFR greatest-selling set of all time five dollar common right. that we have to reprint a year later. <laughs> it's not even a year later, is it? Uh, not quite. Yet. I guess it'll be a month. Yeah. It'll be a month early. Yeah, a month short of a year. But we've got to print it. We've got to reprint it because you know, oopsie. Yeah, not enough of them out there. Yeah. Um. I have some very expensive uh uh Seagate Stormcaller. Yeah. Collars, but um. The TCG mid for them is $0.47. Cents. Hmm. Um, this is a card that if you, you know, 
one of the spec on something, it is a card that has an effect that is hard to reprint. It's is there two a hyphen words, in there? I think. Oh. Yep, there it is. Um, it's, it's a card that has a unique effect and is apparently 31 cents. Oh, that, I'm sorry. That's the uh, promo pack one. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, the, the regular ones are more expensive. So could you promo pack one? <laughs> yeah. But like, this is a card that you could get in in two years. They finally mm-hmm. print uh, with dual caster mage. Yeah. Into like, into Pioneer and into Modern. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that becomes a new hotness and this card becomes $20. Yeah, I could see that too. I mean, we were, I think last time we did Modern Horizons previews, like that was a card we that was totally one of our called in. shots. Yeah, well, totally. that, I think that was one of our called shots. Yeah, we were expecting it to be in there. Yeah, like it's a card that could easily be in there. Yep. So, uh, oh, Goldspan's a mythic. Okay, Goldspan Dragon, yeah. thirty dollars. Yeah. Ledger Shredder. 2025. Yeah. <laughs> so this is crazy too. Tenacious underdog, 48 cents. Yeah, card. Again, that seems a, way better than 50 cents. Uh, like people were building their like making sure they played Flame Bless Bolt in yeah. standard because they just lost to that card if they didn't. Mm-hmm. Right, like. You could see like a red black mid range deck where like that's your two drop in like Pioneer. Absolutely. And you just are like, well, can you answer this ever? No? Cool, you die. Well, we were talking in the pre show a little bit about how um like we kinda got a little sick of playing Mardu Greasefang as we were playing some other stuff. Yeah. Um I made it's a mostly mono black aggro deck, but it's a Rakdos Ob deck, mm-hmm. where I ju- I'm playing like all of the two one one drops and all of the like three power two drops, mm-hmm. and then Ob is like top of the curve. And this thing's a house, man. If they don't have some way to exile your graveyard between this and Scrap Heap Scrounger, like, yeah, you just you, you close games very quickly. And like you're super resilient against removal. Mm-hmm. So. If you so looking at like we go back to just looking at Treats of Nukapena, we kind of talked about how we think that Ledger Shredder is uh, perhaps not um, not properly priced, mm. and you brought up uh, your boy there, the Tenacious Underdog, as being perhaps yeah. a an underpriced card, a a, yeah. a buy, if you will. Are there any other things that like stick out to you as like, hey, maybe this is a card uh, we should be looking at buying? Um, I mean, I think Ob for $13 is a pretty good deal. I'll, we'll probably be picking those up after we close the show out tonight. Yeah, and me and my $25 Ob's. Uh, yeah, like sorry. Nah, it happens. <clears throat> it happens. You can't, um, you can't win them all. You had mentioned the lands. Um and again, I don't know how accurate this is, but if we go based off Ikoria lands, they were about the same price when they were like being opened and are now like, like double this price roughly. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so lands might be a good pickup if you're looking to spec on spec on them. Um, um, I went up here and I, I searched by best selling, so ooh. I don't know if this is the way to do this or not. But um, unlicensed hearse is seeing play like in every format. It's mm-hmm. really good graveyard hate that like is also a clock, so it's not like you're you have to make a sacrifice in deck building because your graveyard hate is also a clock. Um, I, I got those on the cheap. That was that was one I did win on. Yeah, I kind of like this professional face breaker, but I don't. I don't think it's a five dollar card for I what think it does. It's, it's a five dollar card because it does weird stuff in uh, for commander. Commander, like that's what yeah. that's what it is holding its price. I mean, right? Like Lord Xander is like three dollars. Now, granted, he goes in like the vampire show and tell deck. Yeah. Right, but. If that's like a deck you want to play, yeah, right, like for three bucks, right. Like, um, Giada is probably a pretty good pickup for two bucks. Agreed. Hard to reprint. Does something very, very unique for a popular tribe. And like um, you don't realize it, but it's very, very power- powerful. Yeah, right, that green white like angel deck in Explorer when yeah. they like Giada into like. Uh, a, a, a an angel and then a collected company and they just put like 10 power on the board with their collected company and just like I, what am I supposed to do I can't right. ever beat that yeah uh, uh, two cards that you can you can get to play together and mm-hmm. do I know if it's good no but it's probably going to be fun and like am I thinking about making this explorer deck uh <laughs> You can get yourself a fight rigging yeah. for like less than a buck and shakedown heavy. Right? Yeah, like that, that's pa- true. Pair that with like some elves and a rotting register. Um, right? I like shakedown heavy anyway. Like when we were doing our uh, set review episode, I really liked that card. Yeah, I mean, and like yeah. I think all of the uh, all of the hideaway cards are probably pretty good pickups. Um, they all do something big and splashy for Commander, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, they're all pretty reasonably priced, like mana wise. I think they're all under seventy five cents. Yeah, and um, they're kind of hard to reprint because of Hideaway. Like that's not a mechanic that's has a ton of design space, so it's hard for them to use it frequently. I mean, this is the first time they've used it in like. 10 years longer and they had to like rewrite the rules to do it right <laughs> yeah because before hideaway was just like a set number of cards yeah and so they changed hideaway to like change the number of cards that you hit away because it, it used yeah. to be like four maybe and so they made it five they gave it a number yeah um what do you what do you think about uh Urbresk for two dollars and fifty cents i do not no i'm trying to remember what he like so um you get an extra turn and or an extra card and your opponent only gets one card um oh the exile like i think it is like did you see the red white uh lock deck where you play urabrask and um Drandith magistrate i heard about it yeah where you just yeah i think seth went five and oh with it oh really yeah 
Wow. Like, just got, like, you know, it's like a red-white deck, can like, kind of controlish deck. You just get your opponent, like, with no cards in hand, and you just, like, boom. You, like, play the Erebrass by itself, and then if you hit Tyrannus Magistrate, they just, like, if you don't have a removal spell in your hand, you just die. Yeah. Um, Like, you eventually win the game. Like, much like, like, Foreign Clicks does a thing that, like, you know, it's kind of doubling season. Um mm-hmm. This is a like a weirder effect mm-hmm. that's not as like clearly like portable to commander, but right. also like if they print another Draineth Magistrate type card that like makes this really good, yeah, then I could see that. I could say the, the card I a card I have a couple of that like I was like I want Broker's Ascendancies. Mm-hmm. They're like a buck or yeah. a buck fifty maybe. Because to me, that just read like the commanderiest commander card, right? Beginning mm-hmm. of your end step, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control and a loyalty counter on each planeswalker you control. Yeah. It's just a way to just get like, make your board giant for like no investment. Right. And like, what, you've got to do that like once or twice and you win the game. <laughs> Probably. So like, and it's only three mana, like it's perfect in terms of like, you can get it in on curve you like ramp out some creatures and you play that and you just like accrue value and win the game. Mm-hmm. What, uh, like where is Tanner indulgency in play that it's a dollar uncommon? Um, it was, um, it was kind of like called at when, uh, like everyone missed ledger shredder. So mm-hmm. at the start, when new Capenna was spoiled, people were saying it was the best modern card in the set. Oh, um, and right, Esper Greasefang in Pioneer plays it. Okay, any kind of like reanimator deck in like Pioneer or Standard is playing it. I think like the right the reanimator deck in Modern is Esper mm-hmm. because of oh what is it called? Uh, Faithful Mending. Yeah. So. Like this and faithful mending is the way to fill your graveyard for the gotcha. uh, for the uh, modern reanimator deck. Okay. I already talked about offer you can't refuse in the pre-show, but Bryant Cook, the um, maker of the Epic Storm Legacy like Storm deck, um, mm-hmm. has been using an offer you can't refuse in a variety of uh, shells. Mm-hmm. as a uh as a oh gosh what's the word as a ritual so yeah. you know like con- like playing neo brand it makes it so you can go off turn one right and you just are like oh i have a land i have this and i have like uh a free spell mm-hmm. all right well i'll play my i'll play my thing you know i'll play my alishore uh rider i'll cast the summoner's pact counter it with an offer you can't refuse get two treasures use this for my neoform right yeah does it have to be the the god draw it does but it, <laughs> but it gives you that where you wouldn't otherwise have it well it lets you turn like another card in your hand into a lotus petal yeah effectively yeah right you two with, for one that's yourself. probably a little bit better to better way to think of it than a um ritual. a ritual because like a ritual, I think you need to be up more than one mana. Well, the rituals and... in modern only ever put you up one mana. 
Yeah, I guess that's true. Which is why you have to have like uh, Baral and uh, yeah. and Goblin Electromancer. But, right, like, but like this doesn't work with Baral or Electromancer. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It... Well, he's like he's using it in weird places. Like I said, Neoform. Um, yeah. Oh, there was another deck. Like he went through like a week on his YouTube channel where he just played this card and random things. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that is a card. It's like a buck, uh, a buck fifty. Like it compares to like Swan Song, which Swan Song is like fifteen dollars. Yeah. So like you could definitely see this creeping up as like it becomes like the counterspell du jour in, uh, you know, a commander. Uh, what's it called? Like combo, combo decks, decks that don't care. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like I don't care if you have two mana. Like <clears throat> I just. You're the only blue player. I need to counter your force so I can win. Right. The um the other thing about this card, like kind of another way to think about it, is if you think about the way like they've been making cards for Storm lately, like the biggest pickup Storm has had is is it Galvanic Relay? Mm-hmm. That was the Storm card. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't set that doesn't always set you up to win that turn, but it sets you up for the next turn. Yes. And this kind of does the same thing where it might not necessarily get you the win this turn, but it jumps you ahead two mana for the turn you go off. Yeah. So. You just counter one of your zeros, and then you, you use it. So do you think this is a reasonable spec at, you know, 2 or $3 for foils? Maybe. These are for foils. Uh, I don't know about... It could be like if you again if you use Swan Song and like you play the long game where like Swan Song now is like yeah twenty bucks or ten ten or fifteen dollars whatever it is like you could see this kind of following a similar similar trajectory. Mm-hmm. And they're like a buck and a quarter for a non foil. Yeah, or this guy's got one hundred and fifty eight of them for a dollar twenty. Yeah, so like that seems pretty reasonable. As like yeah. again, it's one of those things like. So, if you're wrong on $27 OBS, it hurts right. pretty bad. If right. you spend $12 on and get 10 of these, and you're wrong, and they go to 6 bucks, it's not the end of the world. Right. You're just like, oh, well, that sucks. But if they go to 20 bucks, you're like, genius. That's right. You feel real you good did about it. yourself. You're like, yeah, I did. Yeah. It's weird um, that, like, a lot of what we've talked about today, just to show, like, the changing face of magic, has been, well, this card fits well in Commander. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, that's the driving force behind everything now. Yeah. So, what is... Here you go. Just looking on MTG Goldfish, like, they're kind of their, like, movers and shakers. Mm. What is the, like, most expensive card? I guess this is on... Uh, 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 what's it called? On Card Kingdom, but it's still about the same price on TCG. F- uh, what's the most expensive card? Uh, in uh, oh gosh, what is that? AFR. Old Nabone. All na old Nabone, at yeah. like forty dollars. Wow. Card has never like sniffed play. <laughs> in any 60 card format yeah it's just that whole price is commander time yeah 
And then you yeah, have card. Then you have like a Sarah Oh, I forgot about a Sarah Seven bucks. Yeah. Right. Just like oh, that's like a totally like the next most expensive card in that set is Lolf. Wow. There's your broker's ascendancy. Twenty. Market price might be twenty cents, but they're yeah, they're a like buck. a buck. But yeah, like that's a card that seems like you would play it in Commander and like get like you would play it and you'd get like plus ten plus ten. Yeah. Be like, oh yeah, we did it. What do you think about a topiary stopper here for a buck for the borderless version? So, what is it? It's similar to Wayward Swordtooth. Yeah. Like harder to cast, but the same kind of it has card. a keyword though. It does. And puts you up a card. Okay, so it goes and searches for the land, right? And puts it on the battlefield. Yeah. So it's just like better way. Like, isn't Wayward Swordtooth like stupid expensive? It is. Um, Wayward Swordtooth lets you ramp though. Like every turn, this only lets you ramp once. Oh, so yeah. So I mean, they're kind of. They both fit into the same like space in a deck, but they do slightly different things. Um, Fair. I but forgot. when Wayward Swordtooth was like in print, it was not expensive. At like all. it's only recently gotten expensive. But like I could see the C and play in like an AC or a Tatiova deck or something mm-hmm. in Commander. Where it like ramps you and yeah. it does the thing that you want to do and is a body. Yeah. It's a cultivate that like plays you a four four with vigilance instead of draws you a second land. Yeah. So like I could see this card that card doing things. Yeah, I think that's probably worth a buck. Yeah. And then we've got like all the right, we're coming up on rotation. Mm-hmm. Right. So what that's that's gonna be right, the um Zendikar Risings of the World, right? Zendikar Rising, Kaldheim and what was the Strixhaven and AFR yep. are all gonna leave. Yep. So right, like it might be time to like just wait on those cards. Yeah. And see if they go down. Mm-hmm. Here's your uh, fight rigging at forty cents. Yeah, like you, like you could build a deck that is just big dinosaur fight rigging and uh, shakedown heavy, and then pick the big dumb thing you want to cast. Yep. Do you want Emrakul people? Do you want Ulamog people? Are you an Ugin gamer? Mm-hmm. Right. And you gotta feed the you gotta feed the dinosaur somehow, right? <laughs> so like if you can't cast your uh, your uh, thirteen drop, it's fine. You just feed it to the dinosaur. Yep. And you're you're good. So, yeah. But I think that we need to like I don't know how we. It seems so hard to calibrate prices now. Yeah, I have no idea because. Right? Like, on one hand, it's like, hey, there's, like, way more ways to get access to these cards. Right? Mm-hmm. There's all these different types of boosters, all these versions. But then, the other thing is, like, is as soon as the set comes out, it's like, you want to go out of the next set? You want to do the next <laughs> thing? Yeah. Like, I literally just got done with spoilers for this set. Yeah, we know. But, you want to go out of the next set? Yeah. Hey, but, like, even think about, like, Commander Legends. What uh, What is going on this week? 
Oh, we're spoiling the the uh, the pre-context. Right. Like they spoiled the set, and they're like, "Hey, man, you want to you want to see another set?" <laughs> like I can't even buy the set they just spoiled. Hey, man, I got something for you. Come here. Yeah. Precons. <laughs> just a taste. Just a taste. Just there's a few more precons. First, first one's on me. Yeah. Yes, but but can I just like enjoy this one set? No, you cannot. So it it is, it is hard because you never you never get to focus on anything. So you might not get to that um, uh, that point where like you're. I wonder how much of like our our like old price memory is like because they gave a set three months Breathing to room. breathe. Yeah, maybe. And do stuff where like now they're just like no. Oh yeah! Oh, don't forget they also released the uh, the what are they called? The alchemy cards. Oh yeah, I saw some something about that today. Yeah, they're they're releasing the alchemy cards. It's all good. Yeah, and then in what do we have? Like two weeks or three weeks? We're supposed to be getting Commander Legends for Arena. Uh yeah. That yeah. that was starting in June, right? Like mm-hmm. beginning of June, like whatever you know, weird version of that set. But it's, I mean, it's supposed to be a whole new version of that set, so we'll see. Yeah. Um. What do you think about uh, Ginny Phase here? I mean, oh, that's not. I, I was thinking that was Rocco. Never mind. That's the wrong one. No. I don't care about Ginny Faye. No, Ginny Faye is whatever. It's just yeah. our newest way to make cats and dogs. Yeah. That's what Naya does now. <laughs> we makes cats and dogs. Yeah. And we we talked about again bringing up the pre-show again about how like White's uh, identity and commander is just like I'm not fun to have at the table. <laughs> so I yeah. was just scrolling through the 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 Baldur's Gate Commander Legends Commander decks. That's like the most mythical mythic mythic saying ever. <laughs> um, but like we have. Deep Gnome Terramancer for one and a white for a flash 2-2. Two, two, yeah. Right? And uh, whenever one or more lands enters the battlefield under an opponent's control without being played, you may search your oh. library for a planes card and put it on so the battlefield. that was the one that I was thinking of when I made that comment. That, that this is not fun. Who wants to play against this? And I was like, oh, don't right. forget the other card. That's like, So yeah. imagine if you have four mana up and your opponent like casts a uh uh like if they crack a fetch land well it has to be oh is it one or more oh yeah they crack a fetch and you're just like flash this in draw a card flash this in uh search for a planes because you put your land on the battlefield yeah yeah it's just like a miserable time (laughs) what about uh i know it's just a common but the blue swords to plowshares here do you think that's a reasonable I think that card. I'm surprised that card isn't more based on what is like the like one of the best decks in Popper is like yeah. mono blue ninjas. Yeah. Right or like like mono blue kind of like flyery evasive crap. Mm-hmm. Right, like take your thing, make it a one one, so you can't block my stupid fairy, and then. Yeah bring in and then flash in my ninja of the deep hours seems yeah. amazing yeah 
So uh, buck for foil seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, it's and it's, like this process is pretty much how I make my orders. Like when yeah. I go through my initial order for a set, this is basically what I do. I don't search by best selling up here. I usually just go through A to Z and just go through every card. And if I kind of like we're doing, if I identify a card that you know i think is going to see more play in the future or like i said does something unique and is hard to reprint i'll go in and i'll look at all the different versions i'll look at the extended art i'll look at the showcase version i'll look at the foils and you know see which ones maybe i want to stock up on but like if i go back through my uh kamigawa cards that i have i bet you most of the cards that I purchased, I bought like 20 copies of mm-hmm. just because they were cheap. And, you know, if one or two of them hits, it pays for like all of the specs. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, it is. It is wild going through this and just being like, huh, like what, what could what could we what could be good and just like sometimes just having no idea. Yeah. Shadow of Mortality. I bought some of those guys. Yeah, I was just going to say Shadow of Mortality, the borderless versions for 35 cents. Yeah. Um, um, it does something unique that well, it's like current, fills a very specific role. Its current place is it is just another big thing in the calibrated blast deck. Right. Right. That like maybe you can cast mm-hmm. right like your opponent beats you down and you're just like boom yep you know, I have yeah. a 7-7 seven, seven. yeah it's kind of like Scion of what is it Scion of Draco yeah the 12 mana thing that like sometimes only costs 2 because you like had the right lands yeah so <sighs> hopefully um, we get excited about the the upcoming sets, or we find a deck that excites us. Because <laughs> it yeah. is, it has been a while, man. Yeah, it sure has. But I will say that Ooh, this might be a decent spec. Yeah, like Yellow readers for like, a quarter. Like that card should be good, right? Like yeah. it should, right? I think so. It does like all of the Soul Sisters things. No, it does the Soul Sister thing once. Well, it does it for itself once, and then it gains you life once. So it does like it does both halves, though. What do you mean it does it for itself? It well, because like it, it doesn't trigger when it enters. No, but it like the first creature you play, it puts a counter on itself. Oh yeah, and then it gains life to put counters on other stuff. Yeah, fair. Fair, fair, fair. So, it, I mean, it kind of does, like, both halves, depending on which which piece you're missing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know anymore. Oh, there you go. There's your Shakedown Heavy for a quarter. Yeah, like, we, you have a deck. Just, like, pick the big thing you want to ha- put on the battlefield. Yep. Whatever big dumb thing that you, like, enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw people in the standard version. One of their big things was, uh, oh gosh, what is his name? 
uh, Valky, God of Lies. Tivol. Oh. Right, because okay. on the front side, it's a two-mana thing that you can play early. Mm-hmm. And then the back side is a seven-mana big thing. Yep. So it kind of, like, fills two spots on your curve. It is your big thing, and it is your, uh, your uh, like, a way to, like, interact early on. Yeah. Um, what do you think of, like, not, obviously, I don't think this is ever going to go in a deck that, like, you would play in a tournament, but what do you think about specking on some of these, like, especially in foil? The... I don't know. I don't know how much they are foil. Oh, a quarter? Like, all of these lands. Oh, all of the... these, like, the fetch. Yeah, the, the like, tricolored fetch lands. Yeah. Like, so the only thing is, is we've, we've had, we've had these before, right? Like yeah, we have a better version of these. Kind, I guess, kind of. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, did the other ones like hurt you? Um, I don't, I don't remember. What the panoramas. Like? Yeah, the panoramas. Uh, but like not being able to control when you do it like makes them like way worse with like a thing like brainstorm. That's true. Right, so, like... And I guess, like, in Commander, you really don't have to worry about getting, like, Pithing Needled, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, who's... Who's Pithing Needling the, like... The budget... The budget fetch land. Yeah. Like, that person has no friends. That person's playing white. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, well, no, you can't do that. It's just like, stop. No, I, I want to. Riveteer's Ascendancy is 22 cents. Like, that card seems like it should be good as, like, an engine mm -hmm. or something. Yep. I don't know what, but it should be good. Should be more than 22 cents, I think. I agree. Oh, here we go. Inspiring Overseer. How much are they in foil? Like, that card's seeing standard play right now. A quarter. Like, that card's seeing standard play. Like, unironically seeing standard play. Mm -hmm. It's seeing play an explorer in the mm -hmm. angel decks. Yep. Just like, oh, it's an angel, and it's kind of busted. I guess, like, I should play that. Um... We don't have to go through this whole set. No, we don't have to go through the whole set. I was just but, trying to think of. Uh... I guess is there like anything else like that we're so like for so we're right there on workshop war chief, right? Mm -hmm. For people have been talking about like oh standard is really good and it's mid rangey. That card is unplayable in standard, <laughs> and it is ridiculous. Right. Right. Yeah, if this card was printed five years ago, it would absolutely be would the best be the thing you could do. It would be the only thing you could do in standard. Yeah. And now it's just like, yeah, it's pretty, you know, maybe we'll play it. And yeah. it's like, yeah. Right. Could you it's imagine if, like, uh, Abzan Midrange had access to this? <laughs> Siege Rhino you into Workshop Warchief? Yeah. Just like, no, you, you never win. Right. Yeah. Now, but now, like the mid-range decks play like Titan of Industry. It's like that's a seven mana yeah. card. Like that's a ramp. That's a ramp target. And it's like no, no, that's the mid-range target. Or do you remember, um, like the uh, Golgari Explorer decks? Yes. Like if they had access to this thing. 
I don't know if my uh, oh star of extinction would be able to uh, <laughs> to fix that for the uh, for the blue red uh, decks. Yeah. Oh, Riveteer's charms a penny, huh? Yeah. Oh, fifteen cents in foil. Yeah. Yeah, like that card hmm. seems like unironically good. Like it's like no, a yeah. deck that should, is a card that should see play. Not that uh, it's super a deck anymore, but I'm still part of all the Jund groups. Uh huh. And uh, like people are losing their minds over this card. Like they're cutting <laughs> Culligan's command for this card. Ooh, slow down. Yeah. Slow down. I mean, Culligan's command does two things. If it was right. Riveteer's command, and you get to pick two of those in. But yeah, K command can never tag a graveyard, though, which is, is I think true. why they're they're playing this over. Yeah, it. very true, very true. Ooh, alt art shakedown heavies or uh, extended art for thirty cents. Oh man, I could have the like coolest. Isn't that like the same ever. price? Yeah, weren't the normal ones thirty cents? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there, like there just isn't a difference. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like oh, this is the rarer version. I don't know if there are people like me that are like, I want the like original like art version. Well, so maybe what it is is that it's just this is bulk rare pricing. Yeah, this is just a like bulk maybe rare. maybe bulk rares are just priced at thirty cents. Yeah, like the default, and it doesn't matter what version it is because like nobody wants it anyway. Very true. Well, that I think could that's definitely a cool, be it. Unique card. Like, mm-hmm. I would have bought some had I made my order. I probably still will buy some when I order my OBS. Showcase Riveteer's Charm cheaper than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that hopefully we've kind of got across that like pricing is weird. Yeah. And that like a lot of the heuristics that we've used previously like getting things early on might not be as good anymore. Right. Right. Cause like prices seem to like still drop a lot from that point. That, like, yeah. I mean, it. that's kind of like the weird thing though, is that like when it depends, I guess it depends on how you're building your collection out. Like if you approach a set release with the intent to build a collection, uh, kind of like I do, um, you look at it, everything more in terms of averages mm-hmm. whereas if when a set releases you buy specific cards for a purpose or buy a deck then like you don't really look at averages because you only care about the cards so yeah. like if if you were building a deck that needed ledger shredders and like that was going to be your deck for this standard or pioneer season or whatever then I guess it makes sense to buy them early. Yeah. Like w- whatever you're, you're going to play w- regardless, whether it's ledger shredder or not, um, like whatever entertainment value you get out of those cards is probably going to offset whatever, like you lost on them. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. But like, if you said, like if you bought, if I would have bought four obs and four ledger shredders mm-hmm. day one, I would be mm-hmm. up. Correct. Because the Ledger Shredders went up, the OBS went down. Yep. But because I missed Ledger Shredder. Yep. Um, and, like, 
you know, maybe we need to be more, a little more, you know, thorough when we go over sets of really looking at, like, what are the one and two mana cards that, like, especially creatures that, like, give free selection. Yeah. Right? Because, like, Ledger Shredder is just, like, the evolution of, oh, what's his name? Uh, Dragon Rage Chandler. I just see that. Right? Like, it's a, it's a cheap threat that's going to grow and give you selection. Yeah. Right? And, you know, if we would have maybe looked at it like that, we wouldn't have, we might not have missed it. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know that we missed it. I think we both identified it as a good card. Yeah. Um, I don't know we I don't identified know it as that... expensive. Yeah. I don't know if I'd call that a miss, though, because I don't Fair. think it's priced appropriately. Fair. Hmm. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. $20 <laughs> standard, $25 standard rares. Yeah. $60 standard mythics. Yeah. Greatest selling sets of all time. We did it. <laughs> hey, I haven't heard that about this set yet. Don't Not put, yet. Don't put words in Mero's mouth. The tweet is coming. Maybe tomorrow. The drive when he's from back work, in the office. The Drive From Work podcast is coming. To let you yeah. know. Yeah. All right. So with all that, I think we have a show. I think we have a show. So if you want to get at us uh, with show ideas, with uh, things you think we might have missed or things cards you think we should buy, you can get at us at Casual Tripod and all of our other social media stuff is in the links below. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted, because we weren't going to cover commander legends really at all um if you guys like the way we presented this episode uh let us know maybe next week we'll do like commander legends through this same lens um just you know going through and looking at what pre-order prices are what we might think is overvalued undervalued um again like neither of us have really been paying attention to commander legends spoilers so it'd be kind of a it might take a little while and you know, it probably wouldn't be very in depth for the whole set, just like, you know, things we think might be interesting. Um, but if that's something you guys would be interested, for sure, hit us up on, you know, wherever you can on, like Brian said, all our social media links are in the description. Um, if you, you know, had wanted to pick up any of the cards we talked about today, I showed you how to use TCG Player a little bit. Um, we have a TCG Player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, Use that link to get to TCG Player and anything you purchase helps to support the show. Um, and if you guys want to support us more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg where pa patrons get access to our show notes, they get access to our pre-show, and you get put on my mailing list for when that goes out. Uh, should be end of next month. I think that stuff will go out. So if you guys are interested, chip a couple bucks into Patreon and we would really appreciate it. We would. And that we have our tournament coming up. Uh, January 11th, 8 p.m. East Coast time. Explorer Popper. Go to MTG Melee to sign up, and uh, we'll see you there. Yeah. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. Yeah, we'll catch you on the internets. Bye.